Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of the International News Service. Why is it special, you ask? Well, I'll tell you, because it's not just a special episode. It's special episodes. That's right. We have a two-parter coming your way, the first two-parter in INS history. We've got special guest and presidential expert Eric Krug to come on and talk to us about the presidents of the United States of America. So if you're wearing the proper clothing and strapped into your seats, prepare yourself for the first episode of Profiles in Courage and Cowardice, an INS in-depth report about the United States presidents and all the shit that they have been up to. Welcome to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst Kevin Harrison... Actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. That's a good podcast nickname, Hot Mike. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is pretty good. Or a garbage pail kid. <laughs> Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with oh, uh, Brian Camp. I was looking at Mike's garbage pail kid. I apologize. Yeah. We mentioned garbage pail. Way, way to be professional, there, Brian. Oh, that's that's called. First <laughs> well, of all, what if we're doing a segment on what if we're doing a segment on GP? Yeah, and this is just uh, GPK, and this is just. Uh, a tease for the audience. Well, who is that, right. who is that speaking? I, I, I've never never heard that. Oh, voice hey, before. it's Mike Weeby. Mark Ryan's not here, and this week we have special <laughs> guest, presidential expert and senior correspondent Eric John Krug. Wait, can you can you do that again? Because we you cut out what he said. Already? No, he did, he did that on purpose because he knew I had no good credits. That was just his way of covering that's it up. His, that's, that is an undermining move. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> that, that was not fucking internet. I said this week we have special political correspondent and presidential expert Eric John Krug. That's me. That's we me. don't clap because it's the news. Just yeah, I get that. Yeah. I gotta say, Mike, it is. I don't know that we planned this, but I'm going to say we did. Okay, because here uh, we in, did. I planned it for very our international. So it our many, many, yes. many international listeners right here in the in the U.S. of A. <laughs> this is election day eve. Well, well, it is. well I, when they're listening it to this, it is Thanksgiving Eve, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you planned a special pre-election day episode that you're going to air long after the election? Is that correct? <laughs> We're going to make some predictions. Ooh. And okay. we'll see It'll if be, they're right. I mean, but well, I, I'm telling you guys, I have, that will be interesting. Actually. I have poll fever. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. I know what kind of poll he's talking about. Oh, right. You know what I'm saying, guys? You know what I mean? Penis. Yeah, it's about penis. Quality disease. I just wanted to say that one thing about garbage pail kids. I mean, garbage pail kids are a big kind of a what's the thing called when you people vote on one thing? They're single issue voters. Single issue voters. (laughs) Single issue voters are whether they should allow whether they listen. I'm not. I never claimed to be the presidential expert. I'm the fucking just the good looking. Yeah, like Frankie Fetus, handsome, charming. Frankie Fetus is definitely going to be out on the midterms. 
It's definitely going to be. He's got, he's got something to say. <laughs> so yeah, this is actually our Thanksgiving episode. It'll be coming out on November twenty third. Boxing Day. Oh. No, that's the day after and... Christmas. Nah. Wait, mm. Boxing Day? I'm, that's the day after Christmas. I yeah. Didn't well, no. not really so much here, but in other countries. So it was in in the UK. It was the day where you would box up the mm. your, your Christmas crap you didn't want, and then you give it to the poor. So it could also be called regifting day. <laughs> Actually, I believe it's when they it was a bare knuckle brawl performed in the town square, mm-hmm. and the winner would get to have sex with the mayor. Three <laughs> rules. It doesn't sound like a very good prize. <laughs> oh, it depends on the mayor. It depends on the mayor. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it Chris Christie? Yuck. Is it Mayor Pete? <laughs> he was a governor. Ooh, is it Mayor Pete, though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but the tradition was always they had the election beforehand. They don't reveal the results until after the fight. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's why we have them on. Yeah, and the only rules were that there were no rules. Is it in the question marks? Is that part of it, too? Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you have you fellas voted yet? Oh, yeah. I have. What about you, Mike? I did, actually, yeah. Brian? I wrote Trump in on every single one. <laughs> That's right. Finally wow. a patriot. Love Finally that write in with... option. Love it. Right. <laughs> I'm voting tomorrow. <laughs> I like to celebrate election day by standing online. Yeah, well, you know. I do I do actually sometimes enjoy going day of because you get really? to use it as an excuse to not go to work. Mm, that's okay. I haven't I haven't worked in a while, so maybe that's <laughs> Like, I haven't had a job where I've had to be in, like, an office, so it doesn't occur to me. Not a lot of options for today's resident expert. I mean, that's the thing is, <laughs> I work from home, and, and my polling place home. is, it's a 20-minute walk or a or a two-minute drive. So, you know, I clock out, I'm back 10 minutes later. Yeah. Oh, I love early voting. It's so easy, so quick. I don't know why they don't, you want to stand in line. You don't have to tell your job where your polling place is, though, and they're not going to check. No, I mean, I, I mean, I, I like that idea. I guess I never thought of it as a way to get out of work, but that's pretty, that's pretty American. Do you Very tell American, your yes. job that it takes you eight hours to get to your polling place? <laughs> it does. <laughs> it takes four hours to get there and four hours to get back. Well, there's about three and a half, and then there's the whole voting process, uh-huh. and sometimes I'll have to, sometimes I'll have to stop an attempted steal. I have to stop the steal. Yeah, he's got to he's got to do some poll and watching. I see people tampering with stuff. Yeah, yeah watch poll watching. Watch he dresses up like one of those guardian angel guys with the berets, and he like goes to the polls. Yeah, with the buttons. Yeah, just a, a, a shoestring tied around my bicep, <laughs> like they used to. And you know, I meander around the library, and I go see if they have Madonna's sex book in there <laughs> with the big What's metal that? cover. <laughs> What's that called? It's just called sex. It's called sex. Yeah. What's it called? Sex. Yeah. Mm. Provocative. And I go see if they have that. And then if they do, I spend some time in the back reading that for a little while. You know, maybe go get a book about a UFO or something, and then I vote. But that's part of the process because because I I have to be I have to know what I'm voting for, and I'm not going to just go in and pick random names. I will say because I early voted and I didn't have to get to do my normal routine. I don't know anything about the mayor, and I did not vote for mayor because I don't same, know anything. Same. About I actually mayors. realized I didn't 
bother to look into it. And then I was like, well, shit. Way to, way to be civically <laughs> engaged, guys. Oh, you know what? I think there is nothing better than putting yourself in a position to vote on a dime. Like uh-huh. you, all you had to do was make a selection uh-huh. and you decided that you didn't know enough to make a selection. I oh, I'm a big that. believer in that. I mean, I was a non-voter. That's what you should time. do that. Right. Right. But, but I, uh, I will you, say this. How will you know if you win it? When you win at Boxing Day, how will you even know like who you're going to be sleeping with then? <laughs> well, well mean, that's the point. It's a fun surprise. Yeah. Right. It's a double surprise. Yeah. You won't know anything yeah, about yeah. that person. Yeah, and the mayor doesn't know who's going to fuck him either. So it's like everybody's, <laughs> yeah. everybody's getting a surprise. Yeah, I got to well. really get in shape if I'm going to win. <laughs> if I'm going to be boning. <laughs> right. boxing day. I don't know a lot about our mayoral candidates, but I've seen both of them. Uh-huh. And you are each in for a treat, no matter who wins. <laughs> I thought there was like four. I know, isn't there a bunch, or are there, are there just yeah, only like, like two four. that were viable? Is that like one or two like real candidates, though. I mean, you're not you're not going to vote for the pedophile, are you? Yeah. Wait, there's a pedophile on the on the bill. <laughs> I didn't even right. know there was a pedophile party. Ice it up. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there is it's the Nambla party. There's always one now. <laughs> I mean, I've been I've been on the forums, and I've been finally I'm waiting to get unsuspended from Twitter and get back <laughs> on there, and I've been quote unquote standing by for for quite a while, so I'm I'm waiting to get Uh-oh. back in the fray. Get back Chicken at Hawk sixty nine, sixty nine. Once our Lord and Savior JFK reveals himself in Dealey Plaza, that's when it. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. He's coming back. He's coming mm-hmm. back. I'm excited. You probably know all about that. Oh yeah, I know all about. Uh, wait, was that was that you, Mike, that talked about that on stage, the Dealey Plaza premonition? Yeah, no, I, I have a I have a bit about about the uh, the resurrection of JFK. And- <laughs> as, as much as I know about Kennedy, I didn't know he was coming back to Dealey Plaza. Although I have been to Dealey Plaza, fun place. I he's do only enjoy. like 108. I mean, you know. No, I'm sure he still looks good. This week is our Thanksgiving episode, so we thought we'd do a special American history episode. We have with us U.S. presidential history expert Eric Krug, and we've got three strange stories of presidential history. Oh, I know Ooh. one of them. We talk about it a lot. Oh, is it, was, it's, when, it's when Jimmy Carter had a jack-off contest against <laughs> the King of England. Right. Stiff, <laughs> stiff competition. No. That's why they call it the Union Jack. It was called stiff competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, well, maybe this, is, this will be interesting. They do a little insight, I think, on here, maybe to just kick things off, because uh-huh. Eric probably doesn't know this. Did you know? Oh no! That Kennedy. Oh boy, yes, this is true. Eric, Eric, listen up. You probably know this. This is but... going to blow your mind. Kennedy had a secretary named Lincoln, and Lincoln had a secretary named Kennedy. Yeah, I've heard that. And they were both assassinated. The secretaries. <laughs> wait, well, I knew that last part. Yeah, yeah, but the names, right? <laughs> and the name Kennedy and the name Lincoln. Have the same amount of letters in them. That's not true at all. <laughs> and they are both automobile manufacturers. Wait, Kennedy? the Lincoln and the Kennedy. There's not there's a vehicle there's called Kennedy. There's Kennedy. Not, I don't know any car called no, the there Kennedy. Is. And there's not there a is. manufacturer. It's just a model oh, well, called the Lincoln. It, it, it's a three wheeler. Yeah. <laughs> Kennedy three wheeler. Okay, mm-hmm. it's close. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's one of those. Same. You know those those three wheelers where it's one wheel in the back and two wheels up front. Yeah, three wheels. Yeah. 
That's how three works. Well, <laughs> we used to say three wheelers. Unnecessary. It would be one wheel up front and two in the back. Yeah. Now, uh-huh. the way they're doing them, right. one in the back. Oh, they flipped right. the script on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. More stability. Is that more stability? And wrap your head around all of that, though. Like that whole I'd like it better mm-hmm. if it was one in the pink and two oh, no. in the... <laughs> canceling this yeah. podcast right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, rock. <laughs> yeah. This is what we call a classy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, was just, I guess. This is the Dane Cook logo. I also heard that Kennedy had uh, two secretaries that were nicknamed Frickin' Frack, and their main job was just uh, relax him in the afternoons during his lunch break. So, their job was just suck and fuck. Suck and fuck, yeah. I was going to try to be collect, you know, classy about it. <laughs> click and clack. Poor click and clack. They're freaking frack. Freaking frack. Freaking frack. Freaking frack. That's like, that's, I don't wow. think that's, I don't think they knew that's what they called them, but that's what like the people in the office called them. Did you know? Oh, here's, here's some oh, more no. Kennedy trivia. Did you know that he had Addison's disease? Yeah. 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 I think a lot Which of people he, know that. Do you know how he got it? Did he get that in the war? A no. German bayonet. No, it wouldn't have been German though, right? Because he, no, he was German. It, it, really, it, it was, was when he. It's when he served in Europe. Did he serve? I thought because he, he served in the Pacific. He was in the. He was in PT boat squad. He got it from wearing his brother's underwear that was Wait, unwashed. Which which brother? Ted. <laughs> Just realized yeah. I'm going to have to remember that I get all fucking serious when I talk about presidents. You guys oh, are going to probably a say a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> no, his, so no, Kennedy. He was uh-huh. his first PT boat was made out of pikecrete, which is sawdust and ice, a mixture they came up with mm. for World War II construction. And that's he crossed the Bering Strait and then <laughs> meandered over to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that PT stands for penis titties? Because <laughs> there's a there's, there's two there's two bulbous there's two bulbous areas up front and then like a like a staff to ram them with yeah so as a nickname the soldiers would go like ah the penis titty boat and then that just kind of uh-huh. morphed to pt right. boat you don't want to say it all the time you're in a hurry it's wartime yeah. like, I, yeah, gotta, I, mean, I gotta go <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's obvious, you know, sailors are, you know, known to not use uh-huh. foul language. Right. right. So, Correct. Never. Very proper. Not comfortable with, with certain words. So, yes. mm-hmm. right. But Kennedy, yeah. the old hound dog. They would always refer to them as Asian Americans yes. when, oh, yeah. when they were yes. in the combat zone. Very respectful. Mm-hmm. All right. Now that, well, I've told the first story. So this will be the second story, Kevin. Uh, our first and or second story comes to us from the Washington Post. Wapo. Wapo. Wapo, Wapo, Wapo. Yeah, yeah, we we call it Wapo now. Like like Wamu, Washington Washington Mutual. Wa- yeah, Wamu and Wapo. Don't get them confused. <laughs> so Wapo. This is not just a story about the president. It's also a Thanksgiving story. And just, you know, some for some context for people outside of the US, Thanksgiving was scheduled on the last Thursday of November since Abraham Lincoln proclaimed it a national holiday in 1863. That is until 1939. In 1939, the Great Depression was just ending. So President Franklin D. Roosevelt moved Thanksgiving up a week to stimulate the economy by creating an extra seven days for Christmas shopping. Still mm-hmm. bullshit. Were, were, you, were you familiar with this, Eric Krug? I was not. I mean, I knew that Abraham Lincoln was the first one to make it an official holiday. I was not aware of the, uh, the movement by, uh, by I FDR. I think we stumped. 
our presidential expert. Oh, it's not that hard to do. There's a lot of <laughs> shit out there. <laughs> you know, it's also too. I've like kind of studied them periodically, and sometimes I revisit them. But it's like, like for Millard Fillmore, I, I would be surprised if I could remember too much about Millard Fillmore because I haven't really like read anything about him in several years. But uh, but FDR did so much shit. Like he's yeah, always he, got, he there's there's so many things, and he did, and he was like big on doing things like that where he would make all these kind of like civic moves and like like he created the Jefferson Memorial and. You know, and I think that's, I think the last. I love stages, the Jefferson. Uh, like, did he do a Wheezy Memorial too? <laughs> <laughs> so the, the business world claimed that changing the date would add another billion dollars to their annual sales by moving it back, by moving Thanksgiving up a week. But the rest of the country wasn't so sure. The announcement threw off the dates for rival football games, parades, church services, and school closings. The city of Plymouth, Massachusetts said, quote, we heartily disapprove. <laughs> Roosevelt's challenger in the 1936 presidential election accused Roosevelt of acting, quote, with the omnipotence of a Hitler, which it wasn't like, moving the date. <laughs> moving Thanksgiving by seven days isn't omnipotence. And it really, I, I think Hitler did a lot worse things than that. No, but this was it when Hitler was still cool. <laughs> he and Ford are still hanging out at this point. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Another, well, another anyone, car manufacturer. Omnipotence is a real big word Yeah, for yeah. anybody that, especially somebody that couldn't predict their own death. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like if Hitler were omnipotent, the war would have kind of played out different. Right. Well, you know, in hindsight, that quote had some problems because, yeah, Hitler didn't really predict the trajectory of, of how that war was going to go. Did you know that Hitler's secretary, oh, no. Hitler had a secretary <laughs> named Ava and Mussolini had a secretary named Hitler? That's also not true. That's <laughs> not true. And also not really yeah, that much no. of a connection. I don't know if you guys are really into numerology like I am, but there's there's a lot of tie-ins with you know <laughs> alphabet places. Well, let's, let's finish, Kevin. Before you continue, I did want yeah. I want I know we're on the story. I want to have a question okay. about the story. You mentioned that Lincoln officially created the Thanksgiving holiday. Is right. that correct? Yeah, in 1863. Now, looking at your records, does it indicate anywhere that he, when he made that proclamation or that uh -huh. decision, did he dictate to his secretary Kennedy when he did that? It, it does. It's not clear. I can't that say would for be, sure. That would be a lot to <laughs> unravel, I think, for us. Uh, in a survey, 62% of Americans opposed changing the date, and Republican governors, just for the record, Roosevelt was a Democrat, Republican governors refused, refused to change the date. As a result, 22 state, or, sorry, 23 states went with the new date, 22 kept the old date, and Colorado, Mississippi, and Texas kept both dates, giving people two three-day weekends. Oh, that's sick. I like that. Yeah, I'm that's a fan. Cool. That might be the best thing <laughs> Texas has ever done. I'm just saying. As I was about to say, I've never heard Texas do a cool thing Give like people that. a day off work. Did, uh, did Franklin Roosevelt also start Black Friday? Who, who just started Black Friday then? No, that was Ice Cube. Yeah, was, that was Ice Cube. No, because oh, okay. it was. So what would happen? I actually I did the research on this. What would happen is they would what send out Cyber Monday. There, there was no cyber. Cyber wasn't a word even then. <laughs> but what would happen is you would get like all your advertising. Well, they called it. They called it cyborg back then. It was cyborg. <laughs> right. Is right. that what that Jean Claude Van Damme movie's about? 
Well, no, that the whole polio thing no. was a dodge. He didn't have polio. He was a cyborg. Oh, wow. Why would the cyborg's legs not work? Feels that's, like they, it was old technology. Oh, yeah. I that's mean, it what, didn't have. Yeah. yeah, it was very rudimentary back then. Right. The whole Civilian Conservation Corps was just a a scheme to test on human subjects. So Roosevelt well, could have sense. better bionic legs. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Let me let me say this. <laughs> this thing, this is something that I say a lot to right. let people know how knowledgeable I am about stuff. Um yeah, they, they they're really impressed. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this whole moving of Thanksgiving for shopping, that sounds like the beginnings of Late stage capitalism. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Eric, yeah, that's, I don't know one. if you know that. that that's always one. that's a good one. That's a good. You say those words together, and people yeah. people know you got you got some smarts in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be late stage, though, right? Late stage capitalism. Yeah, late stage. Right. Right. Third trimester right. capitalism. And you put a little bit of uh, venom in it. You you're not you're like oh, yeah, yeah, late yeah. stage capitalism. So, capitalism. So just to, to finish this capitalism. up here. So just oh, to finish this up What here, do you think about Fauci? I'm sorry, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Fauci? We're talking about presidents here, Brian. Don't even get me started. Well, don't even get me started on Fauci. I mean, listen, I hate Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the problem. Here's the problem with that guy. Uh, if, if we're not careful, he's uh, going to make himself president. With, with shots? I don't know. He's that nefarious, though. Wow. Right. Okay, right. so Roosevelt won re-election in 1940. That's the year, the next year. And mm-hmm. that year, 32 states moved to the new date. Nevertheless, in 1941, Roosevelt declared that starting in 1942, Thanksgiving would be the fourth Thursday in November because it hadn't increased Christmas sales. And that's where it has stayed ever since. Just like social so security. Let me let me just get this Wait, straight. It was yeah, the, it yeah. was before it was a week before. So it was a, it was the third. It was the second week of it was oh, November. No, it, it was always so starting with Lincoln. It was the last week of November, and then okay. Roosevelt moved it up a week. So he just said it would be the next okay. to the last week of of November, or next to the last Thursday of November. And so it kind of still kind of falls on that date a lot. Because now it's the fourth. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily on a Thursday, though. Is that what you're saying? It was on a Thursday. Oh, it was on a Thursday. Yeah. Oh, I said three three day weekends. That's a four day weekend on Thanksgiving. It almost sounds like he didn't want to admit he made a mistake. That's why he stuck with it. He's like, I'm just going to do the fourth Thursday, and yeah. but it's like he's still kind of moving it up a little bit of a week, just to, you know, just so he kind of covers. It feels like he's kind of cover up that he blew it there. Right. Right. He doesn't. He doesn't like it when he like yeah, that's yeah. Like, that whole Supreme Supreme Court packing thing too, where it's just like, yeah, I didn't really want to do that. I didn't really. <laughs> I was just, I was just seeing if you guys would right. fall for it, but I was getting like, if, if you guys had gone for it, I would have been like, shame on you. And we're uh, still yeah. kind of in the middle of that empty thread of, you know, what we could do. And it's like, you're not, I, it's not going to happen. Yeah. They were talking about if that, if I remember, I don't know if you remember like a year ago, they were saying that, and I didn't even know this at, at the time, but the speaker of the house can be anybody like the majority party can elect anybody to be the speaker of right. the house. Yeah. And they were talking about electing Donald Trump to be the speaker of the house just to piss off Democrats. And I, I think they were smart enough to drop that, but I would be fun, funny if they decided to bring that back. They would be so miserable yeah. that entire <laughs> time. They would just yeah. be like, Awful. We, we can't even have a session of Congress anymore. All it takes, all it takes is for like Marjorie Taylor Greene to say it, and then they'll all be like, fuck, now we have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, guys, I didn't like her, but 
<laughs> she's got some pretty good ideas. She's I got a lot of ideas. Right. I, mean, I, she, I, I will agree I, that she has a lot of ideas. She's yeah. not. I don't think she's really being treated fairly by the media. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, who did they treat fairly? Huh? Right. <laughs> except, for, except for Anthony Fauci, who they're always Thank covering you. up for. Oh, I hate <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene is the most foot-looking person I've ever seen. <laughs> like right, Foot Clan? You, or? you, should, you should see her cousin, no. Marjorie Taylor Teal. <laughs> <laughs> it's another Ooh. color. It's another color, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's very Mike's mad at me. <laughs> are you talking about are you talking about half of the band TLC? <laughs> Don't go chasing waterfowl. Well, it's Keep just on the rivers and all laid out you used to. Well, isn't it just TC now? Oh, he recently died though, didn't he? The Ooh. pilot of DC the Island Hopper Magnum, yes. Oh, oh. Magnum did die, yeah. Hmm. Walter Mosley. Walter Mosley. Was, was, no, wasn't Walter nah. Mosley the writer? Yeah. If he was anything, he was these three things. He was crazy, he was uh-huh. sexy, and he was cool. So uh <laughs> So how how would you react if you found out that uh Thanksgiving was moved this year? Let's say, you know, this suddenly isn't our Thanksgiving episode. Uh, it's the week after Thanksgiving. I mean, it's not going to affect my life. Let's be honest. I wake up at like noon every day. <laughs> I probably wouldn't even notice. I'm a real piece of shit. I'm like, I'm wearing pajamas right now, but in them pretty much all day. <laughs> I, I, I can, I can vouch for him on that. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I gotta say, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Thanksgiving in general. Okay. I think yeah. it's it's and I know like people it's I don't like Thanksgiving food. Uh-huh. I don't like any oh. of the like traditional Thanksgiving food. Doesn't taste uh-huh. very good to me. It seems like that's the holiday somebody's gonna get liquored up and spout off. What I like about or, uh, talking about how crazy California is or uh, whatever you know you're, that you that you're gonna you're gonna have more arguments. Sounds like you're just describing your parents. I, maybe. <laughs> uh, I, I think you're gonna have you're you're in store for having to either have more arguments or defend yourself from more uh, arguments. There's the, usually uh, Thanksgiving's gonna be your more uh, divorce announcements. I bet are more of a Thanksgiving thing than uh-huh. a Christmas thing. I yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the Thanksgiving. But you, the, you know the colors are brown. <laughs> that's our that's the holiday color yeah. brown. Yeah, it has the worst decorations for yeah. sure. But you yeah. need to take your hand and trace your hand and then draw it into a turkey. Cool. I fucking <laughs> I trace I trace a different body part. I'll do a different yeah. body part. Yeah. Like, like and your make elbow? a and make a I make a brontosaurus with a different body part. Yeah. Well, Wait. I still I still make a turkey, but I have to get like four of my relatives to help out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do it the same way Mike does it. Just crowding around the hey, side get the family together it's time it's to draw time. a turkey get, here, get, yeah. get your markers oh, timmy you're 12 you're a man now join in and for people are not uh circumcised you can get the the little turkey waddle in a real good way to <laughs> pull it out pull the skin down a little bit it takes some manipulation but you can really make it look good mike do you i have two questions for you Thanksgiving related to what you just uh-huh. said. First, do you dislike the food because there's very few tomato-based Thanksgiving dishes, so you have nothing to complain <laughs> about for attention? 
Is that part <laughs> of what you don't like about it? And two, and two, have you ever had a Thanksgiving? Like you, I feel like you, you're someone I know who I think always goes home and you hang out with your family on Thanksgiving. And I have had most Thanksgivings in my life, not with family. And I enjoy Thanksgiving. Mm. What do you, where do you, what do you go? Do you go camp in the woods? No, I just sit on my front porch with a bow and arrow and stare down kids on bikes. <laughs> That's fair. Mike, Mike, what's your answer? Well, let's let me address the first one. Uh, right. I am sure there are the same amount of tomato products in foods for Thanksgiving as there are for literally any other holiday feast. There's no, right. there's no catalogs more, for your list of grievances. There's okay. no more. There's no more. There's no more tomatoes in Christmas food than there is in Thanksgiving food. Okay. So no, but I don't like the food. It's ham. Uh-huh. It's just, it's not good. It's just not good. It's just not good food. It's not. All you have on Thanksgiving is ham? <laughs> just an entire table filled with ham? Just a giant Tom I can Jerry see why you don't like hog. Thanksgiving, man. What a fucking revelation that would be. Wait, you guys know <laughs> the just, Weeby House, we've got the ham yeah, salad, I mean, we've got the cubed ham, we've got the ham hock, we've got the pickled No, it's just cheap. one... It's just cold cuts of ham. Just one giant cold gray ham in the middle. <laughs> ham is gray? Yeah. <laughs> right. and people announcing divorces and screaming at each other, that's your... That's your Thanksgiving. It sounds terrible. <laughs> that is how it's traditionally. I've seen it as yeah, again uh, brown decorations. What is what is Christmas food, by the way? Because like I my my mom's yeah. side of the family is Polish, and we only have like Polish food on Christmas. Oh, you have like like pigs in a blanket and that stuff. Pierogies, <laughs> Pir- pierogies, and uh, kielbasa, and like you know borscht and stuff like that. Oh. Right, so I what it what is like actually like a Christmas food. Does any, I didn't think there of, was a lot of cookies. I feel like there's a lot more baking. There's a lot more baking involved in, in Christmas food. There's something gross about like, hey, everybody, we're all going to share this gigantic hunk of meat. <laughs> everybody, get a get a get a weapon and, hop, get a weapon and 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 hack off part of it. Well, I, like I don't go home for many Thanksgivings either. Cause it's like, I just save it for Christmas. And right. so like, I end up just having Thanksgiving with like friends. And then usually it's like, you don't, you do have the Turkey and the classic stuff, but people tend to potluck it. And so you get kind of a wide potpourri of food. So it's just like, yeah, it's just hanging out with friends and eating. It's not that bad, but the family version of it is not as great. That's what you need yeah. to do. Mike, you need to cut the family part out. Yeah. You're yeah. Gonna, then you'll have a good time. They're pretty close to cutting me out of it. So it's not really, <laughs> well, probably... you were the, you're the only one who got vaccinated. So, you know, no, I mean, I, and I, and I honestly, like, I haven't gotten too many arguments uh, with the fam on Thanksgiving, but it's just, it's a thing. Like, it's such a short holiday, too. If you got to go home, where you're like, hey, I'm already thinking about having to go back to work immediately. You know, it's yeah. just kind of like it's such like a rushed thing. It feels like, and the other, yeah, the other thing too is you're like, I'm gonna do this, but with more time in a month. Like we're going to, we're going to do, that's the thing. We're going to do the better version of this in one month. Uh-huh. Why are we, why are we practice running this right. for the less fun version of it? Yeah. F- family that's Thanksgiving fair. always just felt like a holiday where everyone attempts to ignore each other by just watching football and like not yeah. talking. Well, until they fucking started kneeling until they had to <laughs> kneel. Now, now we don't watch it anymore. <laughs> 
Now we don't have anything to do on Thanksgiving. Now, now, uh, now at that, or that, I don't know if that's going on anymore, but it was for a while. Uh, we weren't watching football because of the, the kneeling and it was, but that really just meant that, um, we, the, that football's on, but the sound's off. So that's somehow some sort of patriotic loophole that my dad was able to find. It is a it is a holiday of obligation, maybe the most obligation of any holiday. I do want to ask because we do have an expert in, in the American presidents, at least. I doubt that other countries have presidents. They have president days. And stuff. Yeah, some do. A lot of them are more prime ministers. I got kind of into the Israeli prime ministers for a while there too. Mm. Maybe we'll do some David Ben Gurion later. Yeah, David Ben Gurion. He was a founder, right? Wasn't he? Like he was, the, yeah, he's like the their George first Washington. guy. I have a question yeah, okay. uh, with the prime minister thing. What does it What does it take to become an optimist prime minister? <laughs> is that just Cybertronian elections? <laughs> I don't. I don't have a response to that. It's something that's <laughs> usually they're usually based on who's going to get more energon cubes. Yeah, it, is, <laughs> it is. It's it's all. It's about the energon. Dummy. Right. That's what they always say. That's what all the pundits say on Cybertron. <laughs> yeah, there's there's like a cost level on Energon cubes, and it's a picture of like fucking That's Star right. Scream, and it says, I did this. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. they, want you, they want you to mad at Decepticons. Nobody gives a shit about Decepticons. It's the Energon. Everybody knows it. You know, but back to the story, actually, I will just the idea of a president doing a thing that's kind of non-important that I could go either way. I did often think that like one of the first, when Trump got elected, one of the first things he made mention of was he, that he was trying to work on getting daylight savings time removed. Right. So oh, we weren't yeah. going to do daylight savings time anymore. And I've often thought like, I don't, I don't have anything to applaud him for, but if he had done that, I would have been like, but he did that. It was kind of cool. I would be totally fine with that. Daylight be, savings. You don't like daylight savings? I prefer daylight savings over the the regular time that we're on now. Yeah, that's, if we're gonna if we're gonna only do one, I think the summer one is better than the winter one because otherwise it's getting dark at like three in the afternoon. Yeah, actually, uh, uh, a mutual friend of ours was complaining about that too, like and saying that yeah, she likes the daylight savings time as well. And I, uh, I don't know. I guess it's the the moderate in me, but I kind of really wouldn't care. If they changed it, I'd be like, you know, I mean, at least he's doing something yeah, non-destructive. You'd get used to it, I think, either way. I'm a night person, um, though, so. I'm going to change the time on my own. Fuck it. I mean, you know. You can set your clocks. It's still America. <laughs> yeah, do whatever it's you America. want, man. Arizona doesn't American do it. American clocks. I can do whatever I want with them. And yeah, Arizona doesn't do it. They're just like, we're not doing it. What if we set uh-huh. that it is dusk at six o'clock every day? And we just moved. We just, it doesn't matter. As long as the sun is set, you know, it's six o'clock. So you set the clock every day. You set the clock. Yeah. Every day. It changes. Change yeah, every day. Exactly. When yeah, yeah. resetting it. That's a lot. So of every day, every day around six o'clock, everybody's got to stop what they're doing and just keep an eye on the sun. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's going to have to get special sun watching glasses. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, we get the government to pay for that. I think. Right. Oh sure. Oh sure. yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get we'll get we'll get Mexico to pay for it for some reason. Which which presidential regime started daylight savings time? Do you know? That might have been around FDR too, wasn't it? Nineteen eighteen to mm. reduce demand from electricity usage by adding what, that sunlight to the end of the day. Yeah, that was Wilson. Yeah, that's like right right when they got into the war. Was he a one term or a two term? Uh, no, he was a two termer. He had a stroke. He had a stroke near the end of his presidency, and so his wife was 
sort of standing in for him. Was she a fake doctor? Was she a terrible doctor with terrible advice? <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't like, I didn't like, I don't really like Wilson either though. Wilson's just yeah, such a cool yeah, Wilson. Is it the League yeah. of Nations that you don't like? <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, it's just that he was just so sanctimonious. Like he had this shit and it was like sanctimonious, like even when he changed his mind. So it's like before he got into the war, he was like really sanctimonious about the fact that it's like, these people want me in war. I'll never do it. And then once he got into the war, he started locking up everybody who protested the war and like, uh, imposing all these like restrictions on people, even talking out against the war. And I, and he was like a horrible racist too, which, you know, it's just, it's just kind of a dong. You know what? I was neutral on Wilson. I didn't have an opinion <laughs> based on your information. Thank you. He's I got it. He's got a conflicted legacy because he was kind of like the first, like really, like Teddy Teddy Roosevelt also gets attributed to the progressive era, but like Woodrow Wilson's like the first progressive policy president. Okay, like he's still like such a dick and like arresting people who spoke out against the government and like. And, uh, you know, he put Eugene Debs, the socialist candidate in prison and was Warren G. Harding that actually had to let him out and pardon him. <laughs> and like, you know, and he arrested like the suffragettes who were protesting and stuff, too. Like he was just he was just kind of a douche, but he was also yeah. like doing progressive policy. So like conservatives, like old school intellectual conservatives really hate Wilson because he's like they consider him the first guy to really bring in this sort of like progressive big presidency. Like, you know what I mean? Like strong presidency kind of overreaching. They have the advantage of being able to point out that he like showed birth of a nation in the White House and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because it helps to discredit him. Yeah. For yeah. All the other stuff that he passed. Even though it's their favorite movie. <laughs> but shouldn't that discredit you a little bit? Like, isn't, aren't there? Oh, I mean, for sure. It should discredit yeah. you as a person. Like, I mean, you could still say if there was a policy he did that you liked. I don't think you have to like, like, I've always felt that way. Like, you know, like Mel Gibson. I'm like, I don't, I don't like the, the things he did, but you know what? I still like Apocalypto. I can keep the two separate. It's it's impressive that you went with that. I was I was expecting a road warrior, but Apocalypto, <laughs> good choice. I love I love Apocalypto. Loft, Apocalypto is really Maybe good. Bird, bird on a wire. Bird on a wire. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Tequila, we... tequila sunrise. Yeah. Tequila oh, sunrise. Oh. <laughs> Why don't we move on to the next story since this one took half an hour? Uh, Kevin, okay. you know Mel Gibson could never be president. The United States. Oh, he could be. He was born in New York, I believe. What's oh, he? really? Yeah. He didn't move to Australia. I think he moved to Ireland and then Australia when he was like 12. Like his Australian oh, accent is made up. <laughs> no, it's hey, not. We don't need no, the presidential expert. We got ourselves a Mel Gibson expert over here. <laughs> yeah. Put this guy in the driver's seat. I don't know if it will affect his... Uh... Is running for president. The audio tape of him yelling at his ex-wife: <laughs> "You promised me a blowjob by the hot tub. You promised me a blowjob by the hot tub." Have you uh, ever heard that, Eric? Oh, that's the thing. I really like. It's funny because he gets he gets hated the most for the anti-Semitic remarks, but it's like the, it's that stuff that I actually think like he should have gotten way more trouble for. I mean, you remember the oh, pack so you're, of you're pro you're board. pro the anti-Semitic stuff. Yeah, obviously. And, <laughs> well, he was just extolling the virtues of birth of a nation. None of I mean, I've been to Hollywood. <laughs> We've got Kanye West here. Um, there's something very insane about him making her know that it was by the hot tub. <laughs> it's just, uh, I don't get it. That's he's corroborating his own story. See, I remember it was by the hot dog. Yeah. You know, you made that promise. Yeah, that's I what know. I mean. That that phone call is like some Herschel Walker shit. Like he should have gotten in way more trouble for yeah. that. Yeah, 
I guess he could be senator, though. <laughs> if, if it leaked now, it, he would probably be a lot more canceled for it. Because it, well, I think when it came out, like it just wasn't as easy to hear. You had to like download it to listen to it or something. Uh, yeah. yeah. But you know what? I think I think if it was leaked now, the initial reaction would be much worse. But I think he would be forgiven much quicker. That's possible. I think a a well acted, sincere apology would clear him. I don't of even all think of it. it needs to be sincere anymore. I really don't. Just the appearance, like some well acted. Right? I mean, just, these days it's kind of like about what circle you run in. Right. Like, I mean, if he yeah. was like, if he wanted to then like, say he got canceled for that, but then he wanted to be become like a conservative guy, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, mean, I got yeah. for them, it, it would yeah. he'd be fine. But if he wanted to still like be like a celebrity in Hollywood then he would have a little more trouble dealing with it. So our next story comes to us from mental floss. John Scott Harrison was an Ohio congressman and is the only person to have ever been the son of a president specifically William Henry Harrison, and the father of a president, specifically Benjamin Harrison. Did, did you know this, Krug? I know the Harrisons are, like, huge in that's Ohio. Right. They, they yeah, were a huge dynasty. Right. And the Tafts. The Tafts were also a huge uh, dynasty. The Harrisons are the important ones. <laughs> oh, Ohio, kind of a shitty state, though, right? Overall. They they have yeah, the most no presidents, idea. though. That's, that's right. They have the most presidents. Most of those presidents were pretty shitty. Though. <laughs> they're <annoying>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not, yeah, they're not a lot of, like, big-name banner headline presidents. I would say, I would probably say William Henry Harrison, despite being in office for 30 days, <laughs> was probably the worst of them. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to, like, how do you judge him? He didn't do, he didn't get to do anything. He was, like, sick immediately. No, he wasn't president. He was as bad with Native Americans as oh, yeah, yeah. a general oh. as uh, Andrew Jackson was. I mean, uh, no, well, that's his whole, yeah, his whole reputation was made being an, an Indian fighter in the yeah, War yeah. of 1812. Yeah, so fuck that guy, even though he's a Harrison. But anyway, <laughs> this is where the story gets dark. John Scott Harrison died on May 25th, 1878. He was buried on May 29th, and attendees at his uh, grave noticed that a nearby grave of a man who died 11 days earlier had been robbed. In, in the 19th century, medical students couldn't get fresh bodies to dissect, so they often resorted to paying grave robbers for fresh corpses. Hoping to avoid this, Benjamin Harrison had three stone slabs placed over his father's casket, and the whole thing was covered with cement. And he paid a watchman $30 to guard the grave for 30 nights. Then, the next morning, Benjamin Harrison's brother, John Harrison, along with three Cincinnati policemen, got a search warrant for the Medical College of Ohio, which is now part of uh, the University of Cincinnati, in search of a man... Who, uh, in search of the man who'd been missing from the other grave, they found uh, kind of like Ed Gein levels of horror. I don't want to get too into it, but they were like body parts strewn everywhere. They also found a shaft that looked like it was used to haul corpses from the cellar to the upper floors of the building. And they noticed a rope that was hanging in the shaft was taut. So they pulled the rope and found a body at the end of it. They pulled it up. And the body had a cloth over its face. And when they removed it, they expected to find the body of the other man. Instead, John Harrison gasped, oh, it's father. At the same time, relatives at John Scott Harrison's <laughs> grave. Oh, is that funny, Brian? <laughs> your, your dramatic reading is kind it's of funny. Father. It's father. It's father. They found father. At the same time, they found the, the corpse of John Scott Harrison. Relatives at his grave found that stones at the foot of the coffin were moved, the casket was drilled into, and the lid had been pried open. 
All of this happened less than 24 hours after the funeral. Meanwhile, the corpse of the other man, the one they'd been searching for, was discovered in the pickling vats at the University of Michigan. Pickling vats? Yeah, I couldn't like, figure out. I think they were embalming him. I think they were like embalming, you know, you know, putting him in some vinegar, a little dill, you know, a little some some pickling salt. Is that what that Seth Rogen movie is about? What? American pick. He made a movie about a guy who gets trapped in a pickle bat. Really? Wait, wait, that doesn't sound real. <laughs> it won three Oscars, so I don't know. Oh, uh, what did it win? <laughs> oh. I, I, oh, I feel it's best, yeah. best pickle-based oh, script. Oh, <laughs> no, it really, there really is a movie called American Pickle, and he plays his great great grandfather and himself, and his great great grandfather gets pickled, and then comes to life now, and it's a wacky experience. Him explaining what you know to a guy from nineteen oh one what porn is and shit like that <laughs> just encino man but uh so let me let me i need i need to backtrack a little uh, uh what the fuck happened here man <laughs> why are they so messy i just don't understand why the doc the medical students are so messy like you said they're just like throwing the body parts like they're just like picking through and just chucking them over their yeah, shoulder like, like 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 part of the police report described the man as chiseling it ahead as they were just kind of wandering through this medical college. And he's like picking his teeth with the chisel. Well, is this picking pre, somebody's teeth? I mean, it this is pre penicillin. Is this pre sulfa drugs? Is that what they call them? Sulfa drugs? Yeah, this was 1878. Yeah, I guess this so. is almost 20 that- years before Benjamin Harrison became president. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know when James Garfield got shot, like they were, they were just digging into the wound with their bare fingers. Cause they yeah. still weren't buying. They were like the stuff about germs was starting to come out, but people weren't buying it yet. Yeah. Doctors weren't washing their hands yet, which is why James Garfield died a slow, painful death. <laughs> well, but they also knew back then that masks don't work, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And the reason why they knew that back then is because they didn't have to deal with Fauci. <laughs> him. So wait, was there a uh, body mix-up? Is that what I'm to understand happened here? No, they so body theft. They saw grave that a body had been. I'm sorry. When they were burying their father, uh-huh. uh, which is how we talk in Ohio, we we actually have the <laughs> Mid Atlantic accent. When they were burying their father, there was another grave that was disturbed that had clearly like had the body stolen out, stolen. So they're like, well, we're we're gonna reinforce mm-hmm. Dad's grave really well, and then we'll go looking for this other grave at the medical college nearby. Because you can't trust. I'm going to tell okay. you this right now. Yeah, you basically like all those precautions. They still yeah. just got in there and got that body. You can't, Mike. You can't trust Cincinnatians. I'm just going to let you know that right now. <laughs> I, we actually have a lot that. of. I know that. We actually have a lot of listeners <laughs> in Cincinnati, and you can't trust them. Hey, we have a weird chili in Cincinnati, like on oh, spaghetti noodles or yeah, something. It's actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. It's tasty. Yeah, Ohio you put like thing, a right? pound of cheese on top of it. Yeah, it's a, and they like, uh, isn't there like some kind of like uh, cocoa powder in the chili too? Like, isn't yeah, that part of the ingredients? I've heard that. In, like I, I've only had it once, but I've heard that. I like and it. like when I was a kid, I had some and I was like, oh, that's bad. And now apparently they've minimized it if you go to Skyline. And I guess it's in there, but it's just like a tiny bit to add some richness. You don't taste it. Skyline? Yeah. What do they eat on Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> Ham. Ham as far as the eye can see. But yeah, so. So they're like, oh, we'll reinforce dad's dad's coffin, but we'll take this other guy's. We're going to go search for this other guy at the medical college. They got a warrant. They got the cops. They actually had a janitor showing them around. And when the janitor went to leave, 
He's like, oh, I got to go tell the administration you're here. They're like, hey, go follow him. And so I they, bet that janitor was having sex with all those bodies. Yeah. <laughs> they find just like an ass sitting on a bookshelf. <laughs> just they sent a deputy to follow him. And that's when they found the like the shaft of the bodies. But they arrested the janitor and the school bailed him out. His bail was $5,000 in 1879, 1878. <laughs> and the school was like, yeah, no problem. And bailed him out. <laughs> you just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you don't talk about the ass and we'll get you out of there. I don't even know. Like, I don't know what a janitor's salary was back then, but they paid a guy $30 to guard a grave for 30 days. Like, $5,000. Well, people, like... people wanted to work back then. Not like now. <laughs> people wanted to work. Amen. <laughs> so, did this shape the young Harrison's eventual rise into presidential fame? I don't. And stardom. We would have to ask Eric, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go is, out on a limb and say I don't think it had any effect on his policies. <laughs> my, my memory of, of Benjamin Harrison was that he didn't even mean to be a presidential nominee. They were just like, we can't decide on anybody at the convention. Why there not? Were a that lot guy? of those. There were a lot of those. Garfield yeah, was really? one of those too. A lot of dark horse candidates because well, because the the conventions would always there'd always be factions for one guy or or the other guy. And it would just get so like heated between those guys that they would eventually start peeling off and some dark horse candidate would kind of like pop out of it. It happened like a couple times. Real Nader type. But yeah, he was just like, he was just kind of like an unassuming guy who had like a lot of power. I think he was really short too. Yeah, I I, I know. And Harrison's another one of those guys. And I've actually been meaning to dig deeper, take, a, take like a second dive into him because uh, one of the historians I like, Heather Cox Richardson is often talked about like how horrible his presidency was. And I remember like not finding it very interesting, but now I'm intrigued so by her the middle fact name that, is like, Cox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but Grow it, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, yeah, that's, that's a perfect example of a guy I'm like, out of date on. Cause like I studied those guys back in like, you know, 2015, 2016. I haven't really revisited him in a while because he never interested me that much. There are some interesting things about him, but for the most part, it's like he beat, uh, what's his name? The, uh, two non-consecutive. Yeah, Grover Cleveland. Yeah, sandwich. So there were people, I have people in my family tree who, on my mom's side, so they weren't Harrisons, but I have people on my family tree who were named like Grover Cleveland Bailey or something because people just, <laughs> and they were named that during uh, Benjamin Harrison's administration because people hated <laughs> Benjamin Harrison so much they wanted to name their children and it, and apparently it's it's pretty common because I looked up that that guy and then I found somebody else's grave also in Ohio with the same name and uh, hmm. yeah people hated him that much that they were like hey let's name him after the the last guy and hopefully we can get the last guy in office by the time our kid grows up yeah I I mean yeah Grover Cleveland's like I remember him being interesting but yeah Benjamin Harris I was just like mm. It's kind of glossed over him. I mean, it's a real missed opportunity that it didn't turn him into like a, you know, like a Fox Mulder esque <laughs> serial killer obsessed president. <laughs> he, he he wanted to do the White House stuff, but you know he was kind of forced into that as you as you mentioned before. But his real passion was capturing murderous psychopaths, and he kind of used the presidency as sort of like a like a like a just kind of a cover for going, you know, getting right. in and finding the deadliest killers from around the world. I just made politics. I just made politics interesting. Now, didn't I? <laughs> and probably a lot like Prince Adam, Mike, 
he intentionally portrayed himself to be kind of a fop or looked down upon by yes. uh, the people in at the court at the castle in in yeah. Washington. And he used like when they met and they people wanted to talk to the king, he split off and he would go investigate when you say serial the, killers. When you say the yeah. castle, do you mean the White House? Yeah, like it's it's white, but it's a castle. Well, similar, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the president's castle. Who is the king of America? Yeah. The the whole that was the whole war to to install the king of America. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and where was Skeletor in all this? No, this is <laughs> see, this is classic. This is classic. You're you've got classic. You have a government education, and I have a real education. <laughs> when, when did he go talk to the sorceress? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's Nancy. Actually, that's Nancy Reagan. Nancy Reagan, Reagan was the sorceress. She mm-hmm. used her oh, she did do, crystal balls. She did some occult shit, man. Tell us about his mm-hmm. advisor, Orko. <laughs> <laughs> this, no, no it's, it's Sebastian Gorko. It's Sebastian <laughs> Gorko. <laughs> I mean, that's why He Man's so brilliant, is because it really, you know, if you watch it with kind of a weathered eye, it's fine. There's a lot of parallels to, you know, the same kind of connections between Lincoln and Kennedy. You start finding between the masters of the universe and and the American mm-hmm. monarchy. He man had a girlfriend named Tila, and mm-hmm. Tila. Wait, there's no Tila. There's no modern equivalent of Tila. TL. Tila tequila. We just discussed yeah, tequila. Yeah. So, but I mean, wh- what I'm getting at is uh-huh. maybe we should cut this guy some slack because he pulled his father's corpse up on a rope in a. That's yeah. Cool. Well, no, his his brother. Did That's that. cool. He did sue oh, the. Wow, well, screw Benjamin this guy Harrison did sue the medical college, but there was a fire <laughs> in uh, the courthouse in Cincinnati, <laughs> and uh, so nobody actually knows who won. There's a lot being <laughs> covered up. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's all a big cover up. It's all a cover up. I've heard that the University of Cincinnati mm. still still stealing corpses. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I believe the University of Cincinnati is. Doing <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not happening at Harvard, but University of Cincinnati, they might, yeah. Well, they're they still in Kentucky, so nobody notices, you know, because it's just over the river. <laughs> well, that was the end of our first episode in Profiles in Courage and Cowardice, an in-depth INS report on the presidents and the shit that they have been up to. That's the official title, if you want to look it up. And we will be releasing uh, the transcripts in book form. You can get it at Borders Books and Walden Books. Make sure you tune back in next week for the thrilling conclusion of Profiles Encouraging Cowardice, an in-depth INS report on the president and all the shit they've been up to, part two. Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, INS, the news you need.